0: Hello, Desert Mountain members. Welcome back to another edition of the Desert Mountain Podcast. This is a very special one, especially if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, We're in a very special location today. Where are we today, Kim?
1: We're up in the Kiva at the ranch. Fireside chat.
0: Fireside chat. A legitimate fireside chat. Yeah. Well, it had to happen. It's a little bit... We a needed it. A little it. chilly out today. We needed a
1: little bit. I needed the extra blankets. <laughs> and we're here up at the ranch today because we, all week long, we're taking a dive into the great outdoors.
0: We've been all over the mountain today. I well, know. This week, really. You but, really,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, the, the mountain biking.
0: Hiking, horseback riding.
1: He's exhausted. <laughs> He's exhausted. And today we have our very own resident cowgirl, <laughs> Vicki Dreyer hello welcome
0: vicki i'm so glad you're here so are we, we are so who, who better to to be the guest this this uh week than than Vicky?
1: absolutely and so this week again all the outdoor activities that we have i know that there there are so many exciting horseback riding opportunities we met with teresa a few weeks ago and we thought you know we need to spend a little bit more time just getting into the the horse world the equine world all of those programs that you've put together for us and um, learn a little bit more about you. And we can send all kinds of alerts and updates to our members about when to sign up for a certain horseback ride, but today we're going to spend a little time. So we're going to kind of relax and get to know you a little bit better and understand all the benefits that exist for our current members. We have so much to be grateful for, and and having an on-site stable with with yourself um running the show up here is is a wonderful amenity for us to have i think the best i agree (laughs) i agree and i'm learning new things all the time about you so um before we jump into the the horseback riding offering here in the mountain tell us a little bit about what brought you to desert mountain
2: so um in 2011 uh unfortunately my son was killed in action in afghanistan um and uh, after a couple of years of struggling and hitting rock bottom, uh, my husband very unmildly suggested that I get a job, which was kind of foreign to me because I've always worked from my home and trained horses. Um, I've had a lot of clients. Um, I'm a super hard worker, but I've never had a per se job. So Desert Mountain is officially my first real job, and I've been here I think coming up. I think I came in October of 2013, and I spent um, three years, approximately three and a half, on at Outlaw.
1: Out on the golf course. Out on the course, on a, right? The golf course. Goodness, yeah. what did you do over there?
2: Um, so the person that interviewed me, I, I uh, told her that I just I was really honest. and I just said I need to heal. I need to be away from my house, and um, I said I can learn anything. I don't know what I could offer Desert Mountain, but. She said, it sounds like you like being outdoors. Um, so she put me on the beverage cart and uh, at Outlaw to where I will return soon um, for <laughs> a big event. But um, I, at Outlaw, I learned uh, to read again. I, I loved reading as a child. And life gets busy, and I didn't read so much. And I went back to college. I went to Black Mountain uh, campus of Paradise Valley. Um, and took some classes and studied on the golf course, and became very close to a, lo- a lot of the members here. Grew to know them and love them. Um, and then uh, it kind of transitioned from tables to stables. Tables to <laughs> stables. Very
1: nice. I mean, there's no better place to set up camp, literally, right? With these horse stables and this wonderful programming that you put together for us. So thank you for sharing that story with us and. I didn't know you were out on the golf course before today, so thank you for that.
0: Yeah, we literally just found that out. I know, <laughs> right before we hit record, I think. Exactly,
1: exactly. So, um, so your um, your passion for military. You come from a military family as well. Your father's yes. a, a veteran. My father's a, a Korean War vet. Wow, wow, wow. very um, special times. And having the uh, teed up for the troops event, I see that you wear the hat. It's not your. It's not your cowboy hat. No. It's not your cowgirl <laughs> hat. It's your Tita for the troops uh, hat. It was the
0: first thing she she said when uh, she walked up when I was setting up today. Can I wear the hat? Can I wear the hat? And I'm absolutely. like absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, it's my heart on my head, uh, and my uh, passion for the military is uh, beyond words. And um, opportunity to be involved in in something like this event, uh, let Last I checked my email, there's a couple of people emailing me, hey, Vicky, how do we get in? It says we're sold out. I'm like, rock on, Desert Mountain. <laughs> and it was supposed to go public, I think, at the end of February. Right. And we're still, I think we're sold out, and we're looking for more things for people to c- compete in to welcome these veterans to the Desert Mountain.
1: And as I understand it, too, uh, we'll be hosting some Medal of Honor recipients as well as part yes. of this event. Yes. That is incredible. Well, we'll be communicating more about that, and, and thank you for your efforts to, to help um, organize that. Is there anything else about that event that you would like to share or anything um, that, that you wanted folks to know about it?
2: Well, we're still in the kind of the planning stages of it as far as on my end. Um, I met Tim from Teed Up the Troops last year. He gifted me the hat. I can tell you I talk about it nonstop. Um, I'm just so excited to be involved in it and the opportunity to do something that um, I am so passionate about everything that I do here. I'm passionate about the outdoors, about the horses, um, but uh, you will not shut me up. If you, have, <laughs> if you ask me questions about this, I will talk forever.
1: So the mission behind the up for the troops, though, is essentially to provide a golf opportunity, a healthy golf opportunity for, for veterans um, who have been injured in um, in battle. And so when we host this tournament we'll be inviting veterans to come join us and the money will go back to creating opportunities for these veterans. For sure. They,
2: um, they are, it's pay to play. So you pay to play with an injured veteran or a medal of honor recipient. Um, We are in, inviting the Patriot Guard riders to escort our guests. Um, So for people who aren't even participating, uh, I would say do not miss that opportunity because when Patriot Guard brings them in, all of Desert Mountain will know who is on the road. Um, It will be a huge, huge event um, and something that people can stand and pay tribute to even if they're not involved in the event. But the money raised goes back to uh, three or four different veteran charities. So um, amputees or people who are injured in battle. Uh, they can build smart homes with them. They have multitude of uses for that money for families uh, like my family that are the gold star families who have lost a member of their family. Um, there's I think there's four charities that the money is being donated back to. And this is a May event?
1: May 2nd. May 2nd. Okay, very good. All right. Well, We'll keep sending out information through mm-hmm. the Mountain Minute about that, but I did see that we were starting to fill up yeah. just as of a couple of days ago. Yeah. So so very good. Well, um, so another kind of changing gears toward um, the work that you're doing up here, some think it's a trail ride, um, and yet there's so many other aspects to what horses can provide somebody and horse therapy is something that you have introduced to Desert Mountain and introduced to our members. Tell us about that, and, and how do, how does that work? Why horse therapy? Okay. Um.
2: So in the mid '80s, when I was a single mom with three little kids, and I should have been, I should not have been donating time to anything. I needed every t- ounce of time from my own family. I uh, was so drawn to what horses did in my own life that I began volunteering for volunteering for Camelot, who is a local charity here in Scottsdale, um, in the very beginnings of it. It's now, like, one of the leading therapeutic riding programs in the United States, um, and I'm no longer involved with that one, but it's been my passion for my whole life. Um, but it was hard, so I was uh, certified through EGALA, a program where I can work with mental health providers as an equine specialist in 2013. I could have all the jobs in the world at that point, for um, charity. And I did work for charity for a long, for a long time um, with another organization here in town. Uh, but just recently this last year, I was certified as a life coach through equines. So um, all those years of experience of seeing what horses do and just being in their presence, um, I'm able to utilize an, a program where it's available to all, our, all of our members. And I can tell you, it works for physical, emotional, medical needs. Um, just being in their presence, they a thousand pounds um, of always being in the moment. They have no capability of being judgmental or having a preconceived agenda. So um, they're 100% present with you, and their uh, herd instinct uh, by nature makes it so that they want to connect to you in a really deep sense. And it's very much different than a dog. A dog is a predator, and horses are prey. So a dog is motivated by food, and horses are motivated by safety. Um, and they really create uh, a safe bubble and uh, hold you in a space that um, I, just, I have no words for it. Wow.
0: Even just pulling up today, when I pulled up to come uh, set up, I don't know which horse it was, but they were out in the... What's the, the
2: little, in the round pen? In the round,
0: yeah. yeah. Immediately, just looked over at me as I got out of the car. I'm just com- immediately drawn to just want to go next to him. You know, yeah. It was like I, I kind of not choked me up, but I, I I definitely felt something there. It was oh, it, it was interesting.
2: Don't hide those chairs. We, we <laughs> not around you. No. I'm, used, I'm used to it. <laughs> it. They do something. It's super humbling. It's um. Winston Churchill, I mean, for ages, people have known that he, he once said the outside of the horse is good for the inside of men. And, um, uh, oh, Hippocrates, have you heard of, the, he was the um, the founder of modern medicine. I, I can't remember exactly, he was a Greek philosopher, a Greek physician, and a lot of things in modern medicine are named after him. His prescriptions were healthy eating, exercise, and horses.
1: Wow. Like,
2: how come it took us yeah. so long to realize that how beneficial they they're, they're very healthy, especially in today's world. Like everybody's worried about something or another. Yeah, and, um, it, it's just it's really healthy for children. Um, I would love to get involved in the cancer care program um, and just allow them to be around the horses
1: and just brushing them.
0: Sure. Very therapeutic. Yeah. We're
1: actually speaking with Jill right after this to, to get her uh, ready for care week it's coming up pretty yeah. soon. Awesome. So awesome. Um, we'll we'll be sure that you all are connected there. Um, so wonderful. Um, I had never thought of horses in that way. And so it's a, it's just a, a neat idea uh, and not surprising, too, that a place like Desert Mountain, when you speak to somebody like Arnaldo Cucuzza, who oversees, really our entire wellness program through the Sonoran Um, Desert Mountain certainly is known for its golf. There's no question about that, but the wellness opportunity that exists here is our biggest growth opportunity in our, our, um, our area where we can really explore and, and dig deeper into that. So um, bringing horse therapy into that makes perfect sense for a place like Desert Mountain. So we're lucky that you're here to help us with that. So I also learned that you have starred in a feature film. (laughs) How, I mean, what is that? Do we have enough time for this part? Do we have? I don't think we do. So Holly, not Hollywood. Okay. Tell us about your, your starring role in the movies. (laughs) Starring role as the trainer.
2: Um, That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, In 1977, I believe it was, uh, produced, um, I was really, really young. I li- lived on the set of the movie and worked for a guy who I grew up around who had a herd of um, matching Palominos and he did rodeo shows with li- at Liberty Work. Um, and for the people going to um, the Scottsdale Arabian Horse Show with us this weekend, we are offering off-property activities now. Uh, you'll be able to see what Liberty Work is, but it's for the-, the horse to perform at Liberty and they do leaps and rear in the air and stuff. So he knew that I had, um, kind of a natural gift with horses and he asked me to come on board when they approached him about, uh, filming the m- movie with his horses. So I lived on the set of the movie and taught the horse to limp.
1: Um, oh my goodness. It was
2: a story of it uh, it was a healing story. So ironic that, uh, that began essentially my career, but I have followed that path of healing from my t- whole entire life basically. Um. Uh but it was a boy it was a story of a young boy healing with the horse that was injured.
1: Wow. Yeah. There was a there was a commercial uh for the Super Bowl. I don't know if you watched the commercials for the Super Bowl, but there was a uh, Budweiser horse yeah. uh who uh, who needed to heal and came back stronger than ever. Um so you just reminded me of that. So what was the name of the movie? Do you remember? Three Warriors. Okay. And what was the year? Nineteen seventy-seven. It was produced. Goodness gracious! So you were. Well, you guys all know how old I am now. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were just <laughs> yeah. a little one. There's
0: going to be a sudden spike in people renting or buying that movie now. That movie, <laughs> It's a little exactly. bit. Exactly. <laughs> you
2: can't get it. No. No, it's. Um, I have the poster in the tech room, so people okay. can see that. Um, the movie poster. Jen, who uh, is new to our barn, please stop by and say hello to Jen. Um, if you haven't had an opportunity to meet her, um, she. Uh, when I told her the story, she her she has a brother in law that's into films, and he researched it and found the movie poster. And we actually got a couple that are in really great shape, that um, you can't we can't find the movie unless you understand Spanish. You can find it in
1: Spanish. Oh, that's funny.
0: God, we got to be able to find it. I th- we need to hide at minimum it. we'll take a photo of the poster and, and Absolutely. flash it on the podcast. the so. podcast. Yeah, I think so very good. That's so cool.
1: That is cool. So so offsite excursions. I mean, this is new for us, right? So the Arabian Horse Show, we sent it out in the Mountain Minute yesterday. Um, This is where we will uh, buy your ticket, take you there, give you a VIP experience. And when when is the Arabian Horse Show? Uh, We're
2: going this Saturday. This Saturday. But I think it extends like a week longer than that if you miss um, this Saturday. I have some members that can't go this Saturday sure and they're still gonna attend so I think it's a week after that
1: and what and so on the events whether it's the on-site events or the off-site excursions what are members asking about mostly right now what are the biggest questions that you're receiving from our members and what are some things that maybe we have to look forward to that we haven't heard about yet Ravensview is hot
2: Ravensview we do every Friday afternoon and I get a lot of questions about that um uh, kids camp. I think we're going to revisit kids camp this year. We've had a little, right. yeah, we've had a little bit in the uh, hard time with the last couple of years with COVID, so we haven't done kids camp. But I think we are having kids camp at the ranch um, this year. Um, and uh, Ravensview, if you don't know, is a ride off property. Um, we ride up and over the mountain past Gold Hill. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, the past mining um, that took place in this area and uh and there's a lot of things that we can see from that side of the mountain that we can elaborate on all of our rides are narrated with history of the area um, i've been here 40 years and i'm super passionate about the desert so they ask a lot of questions about we get a lot of guests a lot of questions about um the cactus and and things like that but um as far as events go uh, this is really new to, that we've started this, so I think people are just kind of waiting to see what, um, what we offer. But this will be our second offering of off-property events.
1: The, the Arabian or the Raven's the View? The Arabian. Yes, definitely. Raven's View is every week. That's right. every
2: Friday afternoon. And you um, for people that don't know, you can, uh, you can add people to your reservation. So if you have people who don't ride... They can meet you at Ravensview, videotape you riding in like a banshee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what an entrance! Have your wine picked out for
2: you. Your table reserved. Um, Ravensview is hot. It, it is has hot. That's great music.
1: And I just so happen to know that we have uh, on-site videographers who may have captured some of the Ravensview uh, trail ride last, we got some
0: great footage of last that, Friday. So. so you may or not be seeing that in the Friday jam. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. We'll see.
1: That was well, a good ride, too. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it. So um, then the certification, I understand you're, you're going through some additional training and yeah. some more certification. What is that called? And tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. So
2: in Japan, when um, Japan, the tiny island of Japan became super overpopulated and everybody was sitting at computers in front of their desk, Um, a group of doctors noticed a serious decline in the health of their country and they became interested in it and they started studying. They took a group of people and took them into the woods and practiced meditation in the woods and they studied what happened to the people. And there's a number of studies that, um, that validate this now. So it's called forest bathing. Okay. Um, and it has... Nothing to do with bathing. I don't know. Okay. I didn't, I didn't name it. <laughs> Maybe it's just a mental wash. I know. There you I go. Um, but they are proving that uh, the chemical that's produced by trees and some other plants, um, scientifically proven now that that chemical can become aerosol, and it's what makes you, um, it not only fights the fungus that are attracted to trees, it's it's produced in, in a battle against fungus, but it fights, um, they're now proving it fights cancer cells. Um, wow. Increases endorphins. Uh, it's the whole reason that you go for a walk in the woods and you walk out and go, oh, Wow you
1: feel
2: better. So um, nature uh, provides so many things to us that I think uh, COVID maybe has been a little bit of a reset to where we recognize the things in nature.
1: And I'm very interested in all that. Okay. So the certification that you're in pursuit of now, yes. we, we, ha- we sort of have a forest. It's more of a saguaro forest. How does that apply to what you um, would like to bring to the members in the desert?
2: So we do do off-property events where we could visit. Um, Arizona has the largest uh, ponderosa pine forest in the world. Um, and um, we could implement it into some off, off-property off events. But I asked during the sign-up, of, and I had to apply and be accepted. And I think my ECOIN um, background with, with the therapeutic end of it helped me be it. Um, accepted into the program um, so it will tie in nicely mm-hmm. but the um, I asked specifically cannot how would I be able to use at desert mountain and she said there is no limit so mm. uh, in the Bible there's a verse that says if you lack faith look to creation and creation is simply amazing to me um, I talk a lot on the rides about the the Uh, things that I know from 40 years of living here, but um, simple things like cacti bloom in succession. Tell me more. (laughs) 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 um, So we don't have a lot of pollinators here. Um, And if you do see bees here, it's usually a drone or lay down on the golf course. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a lot of them. But you don't see bumblebees flying around pollinating. You don't see a lot of butterflies. We're a dry climate. So uh, this spring, this will be something for you to look for. They'll start, it's usually the hedgehog that I see here with a giant fuchsia bloom. And once the pollinators have had a chance to pollinate that cactus, another one comes and another one comes. It's like watching an orchestra come together, like one at a time. You add, you add one piece and another piece, and it's magical.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we're we're lucky to have all of nature surrounding us, and very blessed to have you here to guide us through. And um, any other big events or any other activities. If you're hosting some kind of ride five days a week, there's, it seems to be no shortage of opportunity to, to have a member come for either a private ride or sign up for a lesson. What, what would you, um, how would you like to recap some of the offerings that you have for the members? So
2: um, my lesson program has grown exponentially in four years. I have people that have ridden with me the entire four years that I've been here. Um, just a quick shout out to um, somebody special at Desert Mountain. It is due to the compassion and the, um, the dedication of a t- particular person here that I made this transition. Um, and that story in itself is a podcast.
0: Who is this person that you're, you're talking about? We got to know.
2: <laughs> okay. Kathy Wyckoff. Okay. Cat's out of the bag. Cat's out of the bag.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Mystery solved. What
1: happened? Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: So, um, I stayed home from Colorado one summer because I have a daughter who was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Um, and uh, I nursed her through a mast- double mastectomy and chemo and radiation, hence my passion for the care program. Um, so, uh I called Desert Mountain because I was kind of bored and missed Desert Mountain or missed working, missed Colorado, and there was a position open for a member services uh, relations or something along those lines. Concierge. Yeah, and I asked, um, could I find out more about that that position? And she says, well, I'm just going to put you in with that person because I don't know how to tell you what that job is, so I'll just make a meeting for you. And I go into fairways and I'm in this little official office going, Oh Lord. i um, not sure what I got <laughs> into here, but, uh, in comes Kathy Wyckoff and she could have, she should have had somebody hired for that position like two weeks prior to me showing up. And she says, uh, your resume. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't have one. Oops. I'm here to, uh, I'm here to just ask about the position. I currently work for uh, desert mountain and I'm curious about I'm, approaching 60 too quickly and i don't intend to stay in one position serving tables or whatever not that i loved it i just wanted to move up in desert mountain so she said um she starts to talk to me about excel spreadsheets of all things and i went oh i think i better go and <laughs> i said i um you can look at my reviews i have really great reviews but i don't know that this is a vet uh this is a fit for me. So she was looking in the computer, I think, at some of my reviews from Outlaw. And uh, I get to the door, and she goes, wait a minute. And I turn around, and she says, what's your passion in life? And uh, I said, or what's your hobbies? Or And I think she says, what's your passion in life? And I thought for a second. I said, I don't know. All I've ever done is raise kids and train horses. And she was looking for somebody for this program.
1: No wow. way.
2: That's wow. crazy. So just the, um, the next time somebody asks you something and you're in a hurry, remember to slow down for a minute.
1: Maybe stop and answer yeah. the question. Yeah.
2: Because that so many lives have been touched by that two minutes that she took to ask me. Just the love that I feel here and the opportunity that I've been given and people who have genuinely listened to me, and um, I think has opened a lot of doors for me, and I I always felt like there was some place I was going. I just wasn't sure, but I kind of get it better. It's weird. I feel like I'm 20 and I'm going through college again, but Mm -hmm. um, not to be all over the board. But I started with a very small lesson program from my house. So I think ultimately Desert Mountain will have a larger facility. My own private facility is open to Desert Mountain members, and I teach out of there all day Tuesday. Um, A lot of members have been there with their children, Um, and half a day Wednesday and then on Wednesdays we offer a sunset right here back to this lovely kiva um, with roasting marshmallows uh, with gourmet chocolate. And uh, believe it or not, I've had like ladies up here that have never roasted marshmallows in their life. I'm like, you have not <laughs> lived. You have not lived, right? <laughs> and they we, ended we up forgot
0: with... something with our podcast here. We should have. Oh, we I've got done it. <laughs> I've got it.
2: <laughs> they end up with goo from one end to the other, and the gooier um, the better. Yeah, and then they can have family meet them here that can't ride, and they enjoy the Kiva and the sunset. So uh, the lessons are, um, are probably growing, I would say, more than the riding, um, uh, but not the special rides like the Ravens View and the sunset rides. Those rides, uh, if you want to get in on those before I go to my lovely home in Colorado, sign up now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when does that
2: happen? When I go to Colorado, mm-hmm. um, May 2, or right after May 2nd, yes. <laughs> so right after um, last year, I, I left almost immediately after the season ended, um, and this year,
1: I'm uh, um, I, I here for a piece of my heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good. So we've got a few months of the spring season to celebrate and enjoy the trails, whether they're here on property or any of those off off-site opportunities i know you took some members off to the the cowgirl experience a few weeks ago um, which i know was came back with rave reviews so um my advice to our members if you want to learn more about our horseback riding opportunities and anything here on the trails is to stay tuned to the mountain minute visit the trails page um, and the outdoor adventures page on the website and uh, contact us Ask questions. We're here. We've got plenty of opportunity for everybody.
2: Yeah, and Teresa Beal is um, is the director of this program, and I know she's uh, she works hard to keep all the reservations caught up. But if you have any questions on how to sign up for a ride or what we
1: have, um, Teresa's uh, helpful. She members. absolutely is, and she we had Teresa as a guest not too yeah. long ago too. Yeah. So, well, good. What do you think, Patrick?
0: I think. That was phenomenal. I love how get... passionate you are about everything. Uh, thank you. It's so fun to see somebody that just loves to do what they do yeah. on a daily basis. It's great.
1: It's Very great. inspiring. Work. Seems to
0: be a common trend. It <laughs> here, really does. <laughs> it really does. Just had to say that. Get that in there real quick.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Giddy up.
0: all right Kim well before we officially close out this week's podcast I think it's about that time that we uh we recognize some of the incredible golf shots uh heard around the mountain from this past week Alice Katz Eagle a number seven renegade Bobby Nelson a hole in one a number four renegade congratulations Gene Wendorf a hole in one a number 12 renegade Tom Helgeson, hole-in-one on number four, Outlaw. That is his eighth career ace. Incredible. Congratulations. Reb Bortz, a hole-in-one on number 14, Outlaw. Now, if you don't know, number 14, Outlaw, is a par four. This just across our desk. The research shows on this the odds of an amateur golfer making a hole-in-one on a par four can be as high as $6 to one. Incredible. Great, great job. Tim Miller had himself a hole-in-one on number four, Outlaw. A lot of uh, aces. A lot of aces this week. Amber Hartley, an eagle on number seven, Chiricahua. That was her first career eagle. Steven Jenkins had himself an eagle on number one, Apache. Sandy Snegriff muller accomplished a hole-in-one on number three at seven. Mike Bloss had a hole-in-one on number two, Cochise. Steve Letourneau, a hole-in-one on number two, Cochise. And to round it out... Another ace, Paul Vandenbosch, a hole-in-one on number 7, Cochise. So there you have it. A lot of aces this week. Uh, Congratulations to all the members on that. I think that about wraps it up.
1: Very good. Well, members, thank you again for another excellent episode of the Desert Mountain Podcast. Vicki, thank you for taking time with us. Ah, We love to just slow down and visit for a little while today. So thank you so much. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Great. All right.
0: That'll do it. Until next week with uh, Jill.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Tune in next week. We'll have Jill Porcelano from CARE. Yes. To talk about all things CARE-related.
1: All things CARE. <laughs> all right. Thank you, right. Patrick.
0: Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you. Bye-bye.